Hello, welcome to Praying the Word of God. My name is Tay, and I'm here to pray through the Word of God with you. Once again, I hope this message finds you well, and I pray you're in good spirits and ready to sit with me in this moment to give a little time towards seeking God's face through devotion and prayer. Now, I don't know where you are in the world, but here in America, we're almost a full month into being quarantined. Now, I imagine that those who don't work in the healthcare industry are currently in a situation similar to mine where you're forced to stay at home and practice social distancing. And I'm sure that looks a little different for each household. But, you know, it seems like some folks... It's taken a while to grasp what this new concept is supposed to look like during a state of emergency. While the rest of us are doing everything we can to comply with the current health codes. But, you know, for those of us who's doing what's right by staying at home and maintaining their physical distance, I want to personally thank you. I know this hasn't been easy for any of us. For most of us, you know... This pandemic is not our only issue, but it's just something to add to the pile of things we can't do anything about right now. Families all over the world are being faced with multiple crises at once, all while being confined to a little space to move. But with God's help, and the key is God's help, we'll get through this and we'll come out better if we use our time wisely. And now that we're stuck in this isolation, I am quite sure that depression, anxiety, and family frustrations are surfacing and at an all-time high right now. And we can't run away from it. There's no real physical outlet right now. We can't go to the gym and let off steam. We can't go to our favorite hangout spots with our friends. And unfortunately, there's no church house to run to. You know, after the second week or so of being confined to the house, I just started thinking, you know, before being quarantined, I'm sure many of us have have probably never took time to tend to our homes. And I think most of us in some way or another tend more to our social activities than we do our homes. As a result... I think our homes have become more like a place we stop by than a place we dwell. And the tough reality is that our societal structure has changed us. Having a healthy family is no longer at the top of most of our personal goals. And instead of tending to the things that matter most, we've become a society made up of families driven by our infatuations of other people's highlights from their successes and from our social media platforms. So, while we're being confined to our homes, let's use this as an opportunity to work on our homes. Let's rededicate our families to the Lord. You know, Easter Sunday is right around the corner for, you know, most of us and you know for me it's going to be a bittersweet moment because 
I'm used to getting my kids dressed in their Sunday's best, you know, preparing a nice meal and visiting friends and family. But it won't be like that this Easter. Most of our Easter will look more like the Last Supper, (laughs) you know, when Jesus spent his last moments with his disciples, the ones he invested most of his time in. And during that meal, he encouraged his disciples to remember him, to remember what he stood for and what his purpose was in their own lives and on the earth and to simply keep it alive. And this coming up Easter, it will be a great time for us to do the same. Soon enough, everyone will be released back into the world like normal. Our children will eventually be back in school and many of us will go back to work. But how do we want to reintroduce ourselves to the world? How do we want to show back up in the workplace? Better yet, what shape do we want to leave our households in when this is all over? We can make our homes better or we can make it worse when this is all over. But ultimately, we are the deciding factor. You know, whenever one of my girlfriends is in a season of their lives where they feel like their lives have been flipped upside down, I just tell them, hey, you're actually in a great place because it's an opportunity for you and God. And I want to tell you, I know it may not look like it, but I think us being quarantined can be a great opportunity for us to do the work we need to do in order to create a healthy, thriving home life. And it starts by taking care of the things we've put on the back burner for far too long. And I'm not talking about taking care of that light fixture or finally cleaning out that closet. I'm talking about taking time to deal with those heart issues that we all too commonly cover up with our jobs, our talents, and even other relationships. Because one thing I know for sure from my own personal experience. Being confined to our homes for this amount of time will eventually cause some hidden things to surface in us, in our children, and even in our spouses. So we're going to have to decide now that when issues, fears, anxieties, and frustrations start to rise to the surface of our hearts, We're going to lay it at the feet of Jesus and allow his word to deal with us, to heal us, and to restore us. You know, recently I was watching one of my favorite television shows and all the panelists had to quarantine themselves like everyone else. And they were asking each other what it was like working from home for this long. Some said they felt safe and blessed because they have resources that many may not have, but they worried about their elders who were living away or alone. And they also worried about many people in America who don't have the resources and access to care if they needed it. Another co-host said she felt blessed because she was with all her loved ones, 
under one roof or either in close proximity to her. But there was one host who I resonated with the most. And it was the woman who said she felt all over the place. Ever since she's been at home with her small children and her spouse. And, you know, she confessed to the audience and her co-hosts that since being at home, she'd been forced to deal with things she'd never thought she'd had to deal with personally and within her family. And, you know, I watched this woman who I'd always admired and seen as a strong, confident woman who's who, you know, have it all together. You know, I watched her stumble to find words to describe her feelings, you know, as she was getting distracted literally in that moment by her crying baby in the other room. And although she admitted, I could tell from her red, puffy, watery eyes and, you know, her flushed face that she'd been crying for a while before getting on camera. And watching this woman become so vulnerable on camera gave me that much more respect for her because in that moment, she allowed her viewers to connect with her on such a basic human level. And she actually reminded me of me when I first became a stay-at-home parent. You know, before working domestically, I was in corporate America and I loved it. Working outside of my home, it just, you know, gave me a sense of value and respect. And I loved knowing that my job was actually making a difference for the people in my community. You know, then the organization I worked for faced a layoff and... Although it wasn't my first choice to stay at home and raise my children, deep down inside, I knew it was the better choice for my household. Because while I was still working outside of the home, I noticed how all the long hours my husband and I worked were really taxing on my children and my marriage. And it started showing in all of our behaviors. And I think... If it wasn't for me being laid off at that time, I would have kept choosing work. Even though subconsciously I knew my family's spiritual and emotional needs were failing to thrive. I think if it wasn't for us being forced to quarantine, many of us would still be choosing work or our social lives and even ministry over the needs of our households. So I want to encourage those who are having a rough time at home. Maybe this is your blessing in disguise. And you know, when I first started tending to my home, I thought it was going to be a piece of cake. You know, I thought to myself, you know, I'll just take care of the house and the kids and help my husband out with his business whenever I can. You know, I thought it was going to be easy because, hey, I was thriving everywhere else in my life, on my job, at church, and everywhere else I was connected to. So I thought it was going to be, you know, a walk in the park. But let me tell you, I had no idea. I had three kids at the time. Two were toddlers, and my oldest was school age, who I decided to homeschool because I was at home. In the beginning, I thought I could manage my household like I managed everything else and that things would be fine. But after a while, I realized that being at home with my children was not just a time dedicated to taking care of the kids, 
but it also needed to be a time for me to work on my home. And this included working on me. It became my opportunity to do the work I needed to help create a healthy, thriving home life that would um, that we could live in. And what I learned in the process was that a healthy home life starts by taking care of the things we've put on the back burner for far too long. Because oftentimes, those are the things that started off so small, they were unnoticeable until they became too big to manage on your own. I'm talking about using this time to deal with the things we've been using, other things to help us avoid or cover up. Those heart issues that we all too commonly cover up with our jobs, our talents, and even our relationships. Tending to and caring for my home honestly has been one of the most humbling experiences in my life because it's shown me more about myself than it ever did about the children I'm raising or the man that I'm married to. But instead, it continues to help me realize my daily need for a savior. And when it came to my children, I realized that it wasn't I wasn't just in their lives to raise them, but God has been using my children for him to finish raising me. Because every time I saw myself and my children, they were simply being reflections of the work or the lack of work in my life. And you know, we're going to pray. <laughs> I just wanted to give you a little bit of my personal experience of being at home. You know, I've been at home for a while, so being quarantined is not too much different than, you know, me being tending to my home like I've had to do for the past several years of my life. I've been, you know, staying at home and taking care of my family for several years now, and it's not too different. And so I thought I'd offer a little bit of my personal experience and testimony to encourage someone else. And before you pray, I want to remind you, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable in this moment. We're all wrestling with some kind of fear and anxiety. But I want to encourage you to take your vulnerabilities to the only one who can handle it. And that's Jesus. I want you to consider and speak life to one another. You know, some people have to rely on someone else to care for their children or another loved one because they have to go out on the front lines and work. And you know, it's, it's hazardous out there. So whether you're the one at home or the one on the front lines, please try to remember and consider one another. Neither position is ideal and everyone in the home all the way down to the children are facing some sort of battle. There's enormous pressure on everyone in the household right now. And then, you know, reach out. Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 says, 
that we should find ways to spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting while encouraging one another. Now, I'll be the first to admit that's kind of hard for me these days, you know, because, you know, especially during the weekdays, because kids are being schooled at home, you know, but I try to reach out to friends and family as much as I can, especially when my days at home are frustrating. We need that community. And then, of course, check on yourself. Make sure, you know, our kids are safe. That's important. Make sure they're happy and structured, you know, because that's the first priority. But don't forget to tend to yourself. If you look online, most professionals, you know, they're giving advice on how to manage our time with our children and how to keep them at ease while being at home. And this is very important because, you know, our children is our first priority, like I said. But while you're doing your best to keep your kids together, keep in mind that you need to check on yourself throughout the day as well so that you can keep them happy and healthy and structured. Let's pray. Father, we come to you with thanks and praise because you are keeping us in the midst of all that surrounds us. You have shown yourself to be trustworthy and faithful. Therefore, I can rest in you. I know that you've told us that we will have trouble, but to take heart because you've overcome the world. And although these times are difficult, help me to find comfort in the fact that because your son has overcome the world, you are more than capable to overcome the struggles that we face. All the doubts insecurities, failures, worries, and anxieties that I'm facing have been overcome by my Savior. Help me to find the strength in His saving power to overcome too. Help me to trust in You with all of my heart and to not lean on my own understanding. Help me to submit to you all of my ways so that you can make my path straight. Lord, it's not easy to give up control of my life. But when I submit myself fully to you, I can trust that you're working in my life, especially during the most painful and hardest moments like these. Your word tells me that I can rest secure in you, O God. Because you're able to shield me. So I strengthen myself in you from the darkness of this world. And strengthen my family. Help me and my family to continuously seek out your truth and to cling to it. And finally, help us to remain anchored in you. Help us to be strong and courageous and to not be afraid or terrified of what's going on. Because your word ensures us that you will go with us. And as long as we're doing your will and placing our trust in you, 
You'll never leave or forsake us. Thank you for assuring and comforting us. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I've told you before, I don't want to assume anymore that everyone who tunes into this podcast has a relationship with Christ or has already received salvation through Jesus Christ. So for those who may be listening but are not followers of Christ and you're now ready to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior or you're like the prodigal son, you used to consider yourself a follower but you feel like you've fallen away, please pray with me. Heavenly Father, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. Your word teaches us that in order to be saved, we must believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Then me and my household will be saved. I don't fully know or understand what all this means, but all I know is that I'm ready to give my life and my heart to something bigger and greater than me. So I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I turn from my sins and I invite you to come into my heart and come into my life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and my Savior. Help me to draw closer to you in every way while on this journey called life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you want to listen to more prayers, they're available on YouTube and all major podcasting platforms entitled Praying the Word of God. You can listen on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher, entitled Praying the Word of God. If you know someone who will be encouraged by these prayers, simply share it. You can also follow me on Instagram at Praying the Word of God. And if you're someone who gave your life to Christ by praying the prayer of salvation with me, email me at prayingthewordofgod2020 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you and take care.